Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Man, if you guys had uh, had the backstory on that on that specific Mace song uh, back in the College of Charleston, it was uh, it, it was such a tune for our freshman year. We had this Trinidad and Tobagan player. Uh, his name was Toby, Darren Toby. Um, and we would all take carpools over the Cooper River Bridge down in Charleston. I went to the College of Charleston playing soccer. And every time this uh, the Mace song uh, would play on the radio, Toby would be in the back of this Jeep. We had this Jeep Wrangler that my, my buddy Matt Morris drove. And we would have to drive across the Cooper River Bridge to get over to Patriots Point to our training facility, to the soccer fields. And every time the song would come on, Tobes would be in the back like, pump it up, driver. Hey, Matty, pump it up. Oh, man. And we would all lose our shit because Toby was so in love with the song, man. And, it, and every time I think about bringing back the podcast and an intro, that's the first thing that comes to mind. So um, anyways, what's up? What's up, guys? Uh, I'm so excited to be back. I'm so grateful that so many of you took time out of your day to actually hit me up on Instagram. I got videos from you guys. I got texts from some of you that, that I have relationships with. I had, I got DMS. I got comments, man, you filled me up. Um, I've missed you guys just as much as you guys said, you've, you've missed the podcast and you've missed me. Um, and it just reminds me as to how much, uh, how much deeper this is than just a, a, a place, an audio distribution center. You know what I mean? Um, and and I, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I really am. And it's really cool, as you guys know, that how big I am into spirituality. It's really cool how the universe is sort of aligning right now. Um, and the things that I'm seeing, for instance, let me give you a couple examples, man. Things that are coming into my life are really helping me remind me who I am and the podcast being sort of the entire uh, cata catalyst to all of it. So once I really got clear that I wanted to, that or more so that I was feeling pulled to, to get back on the podcast, that there was something inside of me that was ready to be released or ready to be expressed. And I removed myself from the rigidity of, of, of ignoring it or not looking at it. And I began to question it or listen to it and examine it. Man, the universe has just been throwing me all sorts of signs that are, that's like, keep going. The universe is like, yeah, we love it. Keep going. I mean, I started wearing bandanas about a month ago. I see so many people with bandanas. The number eight is everywhere. I got invited to play in the celebrity soccer game in the international champions cup here in Charlotte. Well, let me, uh, let me tell you guys a little bit about it because I'm super, man, what a, what an incredible weekend. I'm still kind of riding on a high off of it, but, uh, I got, I got a message from a buddy. His name's Jamie Watson. He used to play, uh, at university of North Carolina. We played against each other for many years in, in, in the league. And Jamie hits me up. We play fantasy football together. He's like, Hey, Wes, this was on the 4th of July. I'm up in uh, Michigan, uh, upper Michigan, up in like Petoskey area, Lake Walloon for any of you, Michigan listeners, uh, Claire's family has a, have a lake house there, beautiful, beautiful lake house. And we were up for the 4th of July and I got a call 
um, actually two texts from Jamie Watson and they were like, they were urgent and ended up calling Jamie back. And I'm like, dude, what's up? He's like, man, I got this amazing opportunity for you. He's like, I know you don't play anymore. And I know you're like, you know, you have a type of feeling about the game, but like, there's this thing coming to Charlotte. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called the ICC, the International Champions Cup. It's going to be Arsenal versus Fiorentina. Um, and for those of you that not, are not soccer fans, those are huge clubs, Arsenal in London, um, in, in, in the UK, and then Fiorentina and Florence in Italy. They're going to be playing against each other. You know, Charlotte's about to announce a five-year partnership with ICC. So soccer's this, this huge game is going to be coming back to the Queen City over the next five years. Like, I'm not able to go. There's an opportunity for you to go. Like, do you want to play? And I'm thinking, whoa, wait, I've been, when I stepped away from the game, I completely closed that door. And now I've been thinking about the podcast and here's a moment for me to play in a celebrity game with like Charlotte Hornet players and local, you know, former Carolina Panther players, guys like Jonathan Stewart and Kirk Coleman. And, um, you know, there's, there were world cup individuals. John Harks was there, right? John Harks is a former U S national team player, the first ever U S national team uh, player to play overseas in, in the UK. And I had him on my wall when I was young and like, all this incredible opportunities started pouring my way. And I remember saying to Jamie, like, I'm interested, but, you know, I'd rather slow dance on this idea. I'm not really sure. And I remember hanging up and talking to, to Claire and just being like, what do you think? Like, I think it would be cool, but I don't know if I want to play and play in front of a bunch of people in the middle of R- Romare Bearden Park, which is this park that's completely enclosed by big sky rises. It's the, you know, the biggest park in the city of Charlotte. I was like, I don't know if I want that, that pressure, that expectation, you know? Um, and, and Claire's seen me play a few times and she knows how competitive I am. And I was like, I don't know if I want to get back into that guy. But anyways, um, I had a, had an incredible experience. We were down five, one this weekend at halftime and I wasn't playing very hard because I didn't want to take it too serious. And I know how intense I am when, when I, when I do want to win and when I really care, but at halftime at five, one, I'm sitting beside Jonathan Stewart and I'm like, yo, Jay Stu, bro, I'm about to take this game over because we cannot get beat five, one. And I mean, incredible crowd, incredible energy, and the crowd deserved, an, you know, entertainment. It deserved an experience. And I was looking at it, the people walking away, it was, you know, the energy and excitement was dying within the crowd. And I was like, okay, I need to do something here. So I threw myself up top and we, we mounted a comeback. The guys started rallying. We started chasing the ball around the field. Kurt Coleman was tackling anything and everything. Like he was slide tackling the wall outside of it because he was that hungry for a comeback. And we ended up uh, rallying back, tying the game 7-7. And, uh, and, and, and we went into a PK shootout. And our goalkeeper went nuts. He was standing on his head. He made three different saves, blocking, you know, all these shots uh, in the goal. And if you guys want to check out a little bit of it, I've got a post of it. My most recent post, I believe, on social. You can find it there on Instagram. But, uh, but yeah, I, I got the opportunity to step up and bang home the game-winning uh, PK where we came down from 5-1 and rallied back 
to win eight seven in PKs. Man, it was amazing, and and in the entire um, crowd was was going nuts, and we had them clapping and and, and chanting, and uh, it was just made me feel like I was right back in the league for a moment. And that high, guys, that high that um, that I experienced took me throughout the entire week, and I rode that wave for the entire weekend until that wave crashed yesterday and I was just out of it. So anyways, um, I, you know, I kind of digress off of, of, of that, but what I wanted to parlay that into is this entire message of, of, of today, which is the opportunities that have arised as a byproduct of beginning to build the podcast and tuning in and listening inside. So I wanted to speak to those of you who are thinking about building a podcast or thinking about uh, stepping out and building your capacity in life. You want to express yourself more. You want to step into uh, a, a more evolved or get out of your comfort zone and create something, um, it, whether that be for yourself or for your business uh, or for you know a business that you're involved in, for your personal brand, whatever the reason may be. Um, I just want to kind of uh, recount sort of what has come into my life, what I've attracted into my life. When I listened in to, to the voice internally that said, you should start a podcast, you have a message. And it began when I was just telling, uh, people that I, that I love to speak, that I love to, you know, inspire and motivate. And people would tell me aesthetically like, man, you're a raspy voice. Like it's a perfect radio voice. And I was hearing that so often. The universe was giving that to me so often that I would have had to be completely, um, asleep, not to hear it. I, you know, and because I was becoming more conscious and more aware, I was recognizing the pattern that the universe was giving me. And I was like, ah, okay, I'm hearing you. All right. Just, you know, and I started, started to engage with it. I was like, all right, well, show me what I should do. Tell me what I should do. Started listening to a podcast, you know, tuned into to, to different podcast professionals and realized that ah, I can do what they do. And I, and I just began to engage a little further. And along the way, let me talk to you a little bit about what it was able to create inside of me and create as experiences around me and as far as people and relationships and network, what I was able to attract to me, right? So there's a lot of components of this from your business or your marketing standpoints that are great, but also when you have this pool inside of you uh, and you're able and willing to express yourself and you move through the fear of creating and, you know, the... Uh, the the imposter syndrome that I'll talk about throughout this this podcast is like when you're able to move through that and begin to create and express, step yourself out of your comfort zone, the universe starts just throwing you opportunity, man. Both beautiful opportunities of, of meeting people and getting on other platforms and raising an influence and becoming a subject matter expert and also really you know, sort of challenging experiences like going broke and having to figure out how to, you know, learn the skills of building a business and, you know, marketing and um, audio engineering and video editing and all the other things. So from a first standpoint, I remember when I turned it on, it was because I was having so much success in Snapchat. It was because it was right before Instagram started Instagram stories. And I'm like doing this podcast idea, the way I would sort of vlog my day on Snapchat. And, and I was just getting all this feedback. It had gone now from, um, man, you got a raspy radio voice to now people were really tuned into my message on Snapchat. And uh, I was like, okay, it's time to scale this thing. 
And I remember showing up to soccer practice. I was coaching at the time. I was coaching my kids up at, at, at Lake Norman. And I remember literally a day after I asked the universe, like, if this is what you want me to do, show me the path. Cause I don't know where to go from this. I had no business experience. I had no, you know, the only experience I had was social media marketing from a relationship that I had in the past where her, that was her expertise that she had a business as an entrepreneur in social media management. So she was coaching me on personal branding from an, from an athlete standpoint back in 2010, when it was just Twitter, you know, before Instagram had really, um, come into the game. Uh, Twitter was really big. And so anyways, I had that, that was the only skill that I really had outside of soccer, uh, and, and being sort of an inspiring energy in the locker room and whatnot inside, inside the locker room. So anyways, I remember showing up to a soccer practice and the guy named Mark Wright, if you go back, he's one of the first interviews I had on the podcast, but he's a father of one of the players that I was coaching. And he pulled me aside. I'll never forget. He pulled up in this Range Rover, man, this sick black Range Rover. And I was like, ah, that guy's successful. That guy makes money. I want to know what that guy does. And, uh, you know, we all have that as a young individual. We all have those thoughts that kind of go through the mind. And he rolled down his tinted window, you know, handsome black guy looks at me and he's like, hey, tell me, man, what do you do outside of soccer? I'll never forget it, man. And I was like, well, something told me inside. Tell this guy what you want to do. And I listened to it and I was like, well, man, actually, you know, I'm really loving this, this, this podcast world, but I don't know anything about it. Like I want to get involved. And uh, he was like, really? You like, you like podcasts? You like, you like audio? And I was like, yeah, man, I do actually. Like, do you know anything about podcasting? He said, uh, he said, actually, man, I'm a journalist at ESPN. And one of my best friends named Sharita Johnson, she was the audio VP at ESPN for the last 25 years. And my heart sank. I was like, what? The audio VP at ESPN? Someone that helped build the Mike and Mike show? Like, you know her? And he looked at me and he said, yeah. I said, man, where does she live? She must live in Bristol, Connecticut, because that's where the ESPN is. And he was like, nah, nah, man. Actually, um, she's right here in Charlotte. You know, she just, uh, she just stepped down uh, and retired from ESPN. She's actually available. Like, would you like to meet her? And I said, damn. Like, in my mind, I was like, universe, you oh my God, this is amazing. Right. And, and you guys know enough about the law of attraction quantum physics and, and how, what you think about, you begin to attract and how opportunities will show themselves to you. And if you have the courage and the openness to accept them, you'll go deeper and deeper into the experience of the hero's journey and, and, and uncovering your gift and sharing your gift with the world. So anyways, I was like, okay, all right, universe, I see it. Like, all right, yeah, I would love to meet her. Next thing I, next thing you know, fast forward, I'm in Sharita Johnson's actual compound. It's not a house. It was a compound and she's whiteboarding out this entire campaign that I'm about to run on and build in my podcast. And within two weeks, I had a podcast a freaking podcast. I had the mics, I had the the write-ups, I had a website being built and this was 
all within the context of 14 days. It took no time for me to build it up. And she was giving me advice and consulting with me and, and counseling me. And she wanted to manage me as well. She was the most unbelievable spirit that had come into my life at that time because she truly believed in me. And, um, and, and, and that came as a byproduct of me just asking the universe, hey, this is where I want to go. I'm understanding this is the opportunities. So that was the initial startup of the podcast. And in the first week, I had 11 downloads, guys. I've talked about this many a times, 11 downloads. But I was passionate about it. All right. And I knew that I could create a business around it. And I knew that I, I knew that I could really bet on myself to learn how to create a business out of it. I just wasn't sure how long it was going to take. All right. But I'll talk a little bit about building a business around a, a, a podcast and learning how to monetize it and, and, and so on in this episode and in other episodes, because it's so much deeper than than what you would just uh, the quintessential idea of just selling ads on a podcast. It's so much it's so much more um, robust than that. And there's so many more opportunities outside of that sort of auxiliary that, that you can be open-minded in and, and, and figure out. But let me talk a little bit about the phases of, as the podcast grew, the skills that I was able to develop, develop and how my authority, my influence, uh, my confidence, my skill sets and capacity, and, uh, the, you know, my brand alignments grew along the way. So first week, 11 downloads, right? I'm thinking, man, you know, the competitor in me begins to attach uh, the mindset to, to growth and performance to the podcast, and off we went. Within a year, I was looking at 60,000 streams uh, a month. You know, I was growing at a rapid, rapid rate. I had, uh, I had used Instagram as a tool, Instagram alone, some Facebook, a little bit of Twitter, but mostly Instagram. I'd used Instagram alone as the tool for marketing. And I had learned how to connect with influencers. I had learned how to uh, connect with my community. The Charlotte-based market was my biggest market. LA as well, Atlanta as well. I was really learning how to do that. I was diving into webinars from, you know, uh, subject matter experts in the space. And I was learning about how to grow a podcast. I was learning about how to define your message. All of these skill sets, I was learning how to run Facebook ads, um, build webinars, trying to monetize, trying to figure out how to become someone in the the podcast game that was that was notable. I wanted a top 10 podcast because I looked at the lifestyle that that everyone was having in the podcast world where they were um they were monetizing their message, they were creating impact, they were living uh their purpose and they were passionate about their work. They were connecting with other inspiring individuals and, and collaborating with them and um, connecting and growing in the social space. And there was a, a tad bit of celebrity involved in what they were doing. And, and uh, it was a very attractive business model to me at the time. And I really, really desired that growth. Um, almost where I, I, got, I got attached to the entire experience. And because I was so passionate about it, I spent all my time growing it. And here's the first thing I did. 
I knew that connecting with people who had larger audiences, it's now called the Dream 100 tactic. For those of you that are listening, this is a great um, idea that comes from that comes from Russell Brunson. He calls it the Dream 100. And the Dream 100 technique is figuring out which um, which experts or which celebrities or which influencers, whatever word you want to call it, um, have the audience, your ideal audience members, and going to them and connecting with them and building relationships and rapport and adding value with it to them in their lives to where soon you become wrapped into their network and you begin to get exposed to the people that are very passionate about those individuals. For instance, um, Lewis House was one of the very first uh, most inspiring individuals that I had seen. I connected so deeply with his message. You guys know about my my injury history, um, and and I really wanted to connect with Lewis. So I worked and you know DMs and, and comments and listened and showed up in his webinars and asked questions and developed a relationship with him until I saw when he developed the or, or wrote and was marketing. And touring the Mask and Masculinity book, I saw he needed to come to Charlotte. So I was the guy that slid in and was like, hey, man, I'm in Charlotte. Would love to help you. Let me know, you know, let me know what I can do. And pulled Lewis Howes close enough to me to where I worked with he and his sister uh, to, to run his Mask and Masculinity tour here in Charlotte. All right. So I was being able to pull, use the podcast and, and the, the, the marketing tactics inside of Instagram to pull these influencers closer to me, to bring them into my network so that I could then collaborate with them and, and be exposed to their network and, and, and be seen, uh, on the, on the same level as them, to be respected in a perspective standpoint on the same level as them. And, and that just didn't stop with Lewis Howes. That was with Laird Hamilton, K1 Short of the Carolina Panthers, Dean Graziosi, Charlie Rocket, who is now um, a client of mine, Andy Frisella, by way of of of, uh, of Charlie Rocket, um, just and, and the list goes on from uh, an influencer and a sort of celebrity standpoint of the people that it it uh, the podcast allowed me to to meet because I had a platform to offer them. I had something that that was valuable to them. Individuals like Dean Graziosi at the time, they had books they wanted to sell. So them being on to my podcast was advantageous to them. Laird Hamilton had experiences he wanted to, to sell. So he was talking about the experiences and his mindset. My platform allowed me to offer value, something valuable to those individuals, which gave me uh, a way in to communicate with them. And so that's the thing I want you to think about is like, what do I have right now that I could offer someone um, that is that is of a bigger influence or someone that I respect or someone that I want to communicate with that that allows me to add value to them uh, before I ask for anything in exchange. And Gary Vee talks about it in Jab, 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 Right Hook, which is one of his books. Like you've got to give more value, disproportionately more value than you ask for in return. Um, and so that, that was the first and most important piece that I learned about the podcast is now I had an offering, a platform where people could come and uh, connect with me. We could build a, a deeper rapport through the conversations that we had. I could then have a conversation. I mean, guys, don't forget, 
There are lead up convos that you're having with them or their management team before. And then when you get into the actual podcast, there's like 15 to 20 minutes of small talk where you guys are just connecting. You're building a relationship. You can show, you know, who you are authentically. Um, and, and you can build a rapport. And not only did I, did that allow me to get skin in the game, but one of my, one of the things that I'm most proud of is my follow up game. So I always, and, and for those of you that run businesses, you know how important the follow-up game is. So I created a system for both sides of my podcast uh, approach to these influencers. I would write out a script inside an email that would uh, that would help close the podcast date. I'd get them into the calendar. Then I would connect with them and, and, and I would have done homework on them so I knew about them and they uh, felt safe with me in the conversation. We'd go through the podcast episode and then at the end, I would have a follow-up process where I'd either A, um, purchase one of their books from them. I'd say, hey, I want to buy your book right now. Like, where can I do it? And I'd purchase a book or, or whatever was important to them at the time. Or I'd send them some creating space gear, maybe a hat. If they, you know, a lot of people saw the brand and they really liked the logo. Um, and so, and then I had a follow-up process that alerted me in my calendar, um, you know, one week out, uh, to, to follow back up with them, shoot them an email. And then one month out, follow back up with them, shoot them an email. And what it also allowed me to do was go back to their social, check out their most recent posts, see what's interesting to them and what they're focused on at the moment. And then add that into my follow-up process and support them in any way possible, introduce them to people that I knew in the network. And because my network was growing, it allowed me to just be more powerful with how I connected the dots. And so um, that came from the intention of, of both recognizing being a podcaster and knowing I don't like feeling taken advantage of, right? And number two, I like when people follow up with me. I like when people are looking at what I'm doing and, and are interested. And so, you know, whether it's relationship standpoint or from a business standpoint, when you want to develop those, those strong relationships, you have to be interested in individuals. Okay. So, so I got to meet and build a massive, massive network in the, in the year and a half, almost two years that I was able to, to create the podcast. Um, and it also showed me as a subject matter expert in self-help, which was in motivation and inspiration, which was my original lane, which was my original passion. And yes, it is still a, a, a huge passion of mine. I love to inspire. I love to tell stories. I love to motivate. But now my passions are growing because my capacity has grown, right? I now know how to edit audio. I now know how to edit video. I now know how to tell a story and, and write up a script for each one of my podcasts that takes people on a journey to a destination for a lesson that I can pull out, right? That copywriting and, and uh, being able to, to script. Script writing is, is it's a really, really, really important skill. Um, I now know how to, do, you know, graphic design with, with Canva. I now know how to uh, develop uh, f sales funnels on ClickFunnels, one of the most powerful platforms I've ever seen. Uh, ClickFunnels is, is allowing me and the contract workers that I work with to spin up websites and spin up sales funnels in 10 to 15 minutes. I can create a product and put it up for, uh, to be marketed and to be sold in less than an hour. Um, with beautiful 
beautifully aesthetic, uh, you know, sort of graphic design uh, via ClickFunnels. Super powerful, right? So because my capacity through the podcast journey allowed, or, or because of my capacity was growing, and I continued to step deeper into the essence of my journey, my true journey, what I really wanted to become, I started to to develop so many skills that allowed me to to become uh, more powerful, more powerful in my in in myself, more confident in myself, and more valuable to other people, right? And this is where uh, the right timing sort of uh, happened when I. Got to a place when I was running, you know, running broke. I was six thousand, you know, dollars deep in credit card debt, like I talked about last episode. I had placed the podcast down, and one night I was, I was just sad, man. I, I was back in a in a dark spot. I was really going through it, and I was listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza, and uh, I got a, I got a, I got a phone call. The phone call was by this guy named Charlie Rocket, who I just met a couple of days earlier um, via IG. I woke up, and, and those of you who've heard my story before, you know about you know my grandfather's um, passing his suicide when my mom was in the ninth grade, and and you know when I went through my suicidal time and my darkness, um, I was very connected to this grandfather that I never knew. Um, he would always come up in my mind, his picture on my my mom's uh, bedside table um, or, or wall beside their bed always would come up in my mind when I was going through you know my darkness and my my panic attacks and I was fearful that these chronic thoughts of suicide were were filling my mind and, and I didn't know how to stop it. He was like this guardian angel and if you go back to episode number five, in uh, in the podcast, um, I think it's called West Night the Quitter. I, I go deeper into that story, and I'll allow you guys to to hop off and and sort of listen to that my journey with with mental illness in that space. But he saved my life, and uh, a guy that I never met um, in a voice that I've never heard through a vehicle of my mother when I was on the side of the Lionsgate Bridge ready to take my life in Vancouver. Um, the guy saved my life. And so the name Charlie has always been charged. He's been a guiding light for me, a guardian angel since that moment. And anytime I've heard the name Charlie, I've, I've tuned in, I've listened, I've, I've known that it's a sign. I've viewed it as a sign and as, as weird and as woo woo or as unconventional as that may sound, I know it to be true. Every time Charlie, the word Charlie is around me or it's consistently showing up, I know that my grandfather is, is guiding me. I know that he's close. And so anyways, when I'm laying in the bed with Claire in the morning and I get an Instagram DM by the only name on Instagram named Charlie, I'm like, ah, here we go, universe. Like, what's up? Um, I, you know, all right, all right, Charlie. Uh, all right, granddad. Like, I know something's going on here. And uh, he had called me. We, you know, he wanted to get on the podcast. He had made a a a, uh, a whiteboard of his top 100 podcast uh, that he had either a been told he should be on or B had heard were great podcasts, and he wanted to be a guest on. He wanted to to, to sort of amplify his his story and his message. He reaches out to me. We uh, we have an IGTV or sorry an Instagram live episode first before we got on the podcast and he and I just had 
awesome report, man. It was a great convo. Uh, we were talking about quantum physics. We were talking about you know business and, and marketing. Uh, we were talking about his story, which I had just learned about. Um, his story is incredible. He went from a 305-pound music mogul winning a Grammy Award uh, to being diagnosed with a brain tumor and retiring from his job at 27 losing 120 pounds, running five marathons, becoming a Nike-sponsored athlete, being in the Nike commercial with LeBron and Serena, the Colin Kaepernick commercial um, last year, uh, and, and, and becoming you know a huge figure in the transformation and sort of business um, acumen or sort of a business world. Uh, it, it's, it's been really cool to see that growth. So anyways, he calls me and he's like, hey man, uh, I'm, laying on the, I'm laying on the sofa. And, um, he calls and he says, and, and for the, any of you who have tuned into the Charlie rocket show or follow Charlie on Instagram, you'll, you'll know his voice. So I'll do, I'll do his voice the best I can. He's, you know, he comes from hip hop, right? Uh, white guy coming from hip hop. So he, he calls me and, and I answer, I'm like, what's up, man? You know, I'm listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza. Quantum physics is what is the subject matter that I'm listening to. And of course, the guy named Charlie calls me. I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, bruh, I don't call dudes, but something told me to call you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, all right, man, like, cool. Well, what's up? And he continues to tell me the story about how his life is, uh, is he's been going through a transition with his current business structure and he's trying to learn how to monetize more effectively. And he wanted to know what I did. And I told him that's, that's what my passion is now. I want to unlock these individuals who have a purpose, but they don't know how to monetize their message quite yet. That's what I want to do because that's what I came from. I didn't know how to turn my message into a, a, a monetized business so it was profitable and that I could live a life around my gifts and strengths and provide a service to help people. And I was like, that's, 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 my, uh, that's my lane now. That's where I'm headed. And he was like, oh, cool. All right, then. Like, how can you help me? And I was like, well, what is it that you need to learn? Or what is it you need help with? He was like, well, I like the public speaking. Uh, I like the public speaking business model. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a very attractive business model to me. Um, I really want to speak and I want to speak on bigger stages and, and, and I want to speak often. I'm very inspired to share my story. And I'm like, cool, cool. I want to learn more about that too. Um, I'm not afraid to, to, to make, you know, hundreds of calls. Um, and he's like, no, 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 like, let's chill. Let's, let's slow dance on this thing. Like, I'm not really ready to move forward on it. And, uh, I was like, okay, no problem. No problem. And, and we ended up hanging up. Right. Um, he was like, I'll, I'll give you a shout tomorrow when I wake up, he was on LA time, you know, uh, I'm here in Charlotte on the East coast. And so when he, when I hung up, I was like, all right, granddad, like, what do you, what do you, what do you want me to do here? You know, this is, this is of your creation and you're, you're helping align this right now. So like, what do you want? And I felt this voice inside of me really say, if you were to have a manager during the time you were trying to grow, if you would have had help, uh, in the time you were trying to grow specifically in booking speaking engagements, what would you wish that person would have done? 
And immediately I was like, man, I wish they'd have called every speaking bureau, dug down and had all kinds of conversations, figuring out how to book speaking engagements and would have really created like a, 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 a spreadsheet on Google Sheets that had, you know, multiple touch points of, of follow-ups and, and they'd get me on these websites of these speaking bureaus and, and they'd set my, my career on a, on a new trajectory. And, uh, and that was it. That's what I knew what I had to do. So the next morning I woke up and, uh, we were to have a call at 12 o'clock Eastern time, which is like nine o'clock Pacific. So I had about six hours from six until noon. I was going to call as many people as possible. And, it, and at that time I had made like a hundred calls by noon and I had gotten him on six different speaking bureau websites before 12. And he was incredibly impressed. He couldn't believe it. He was like, man, this guy doesn't ask for permission. This guy's got ambition. He's got a vision. He cares about my message. And I'm thinking, man, I really want to learn this speaking engagement world so I can learn how to book more speaking engagements and I can understand the business and how it works. So it was interesting to me to help him because I could grow once again my capacity, another skill set that I could understand and I could utilize, right? So it was interesting to both of us to add value to each other in, in that life. And ever since then, and I'll continue to talk about this, our relationship has completely transpired. The business has, has, has taken off. We've been able to turn him around uh, from going you know, down in his business and, and expenses from the year prior to uh, we booked over 25 speaking engagements. Um, we've got him to to a price point that he's really excited about. We're continuing to grow in the demand. Um, and, and, I, and I'm going to break down in future episodes what that strategy for specifically booking speaking engagements is all about. But none of these opportunities would have come if I never took a bet on myself to move through my imposter syndrome, to know that my message matters and that I have to follow my heart and that I need to be passionate because this is bigger than me. There's something inside of me that needs to be shared. The universe is giving me that. And I went out, stepped in it, and built it. So it gave me a bigger capacity. It taught me a, a couple of skills. Let me drop down into just the list that I sort of flushed out before we started. After overcoming imposter syndrome, which by the way, guys, there are so many people that I have consulting conversations with, uh, whether it's a paid con, con, you know, corporate storytelling engagement that, that, I'm, that I'm in and consulting with business owners, CEOs who are looking to sort of to, to gain influence and, and learn how to market themselves in a new way, um, and then thinking about starting a podcast or even turning an Instagram story on and, and telling a story there. They have to overcome imposter syndrome. Most people think, I don't want to be made fun of by my peers. I don't want to, you know, be vulnerable. I don't really, really want to share what's on my heart. No one will care what I have to say. And that's the quintessential imposter syndrome. And at the moment you can overcome that, here are the skills that I was able to develop on top of what I've already sort of shared with you from a, from a business development standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, from a, from a storytelling standpoint. Here's some skills. Skills game. Learn how to storytell. All right. The art of storytelling is one of the most beautiful skills in the world. Think about it. You go to movies to watch a story. You 
log on to Netflix to watch a story. You listen to, to, to audiobooks to listen to a story. You educate yourself through stories. This podcast today has been a story that I sat down and crafted and took you through a journey all the way to a finish line and a lesson that, to, to, to bring out of it, okay? Uh, I learned how to master the inflection of my voice. I know how to turn my voice on in a different way that allows me to cap, uh, capture a moment, capture uh, an essence, capture a thought inside the, the, you know, the, the minds of the audience, the minds of the individuals, right? This is another skill. I learned social media marketing, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, retargeting ads, how to build traffic to a website, how to build an email list, how to uh, use marketing tactics that are unconventional and disruptive that uh, that that build uh, a, a a unique rapport with your with your fan base uh, through through uh, all of the, the the different webinars, the different development courses that I've been through. I learned all types of social media marketing. I've taken myself from 6,000 uh, followers on Instagram as a, as a professional athlete to 29,000 um, now. And that's all as a vehicle through the podcast. Okay. Uh, learn how to connect with other people of influence and, and collaborate with other people of influence. My, my freaking phone book has powerful, powerful contacts inside of it that I never would have had before that I can shoot a text to and build a seminar together with if I ever wanted to, or get Charlie Rocket on their podcast or get other individuals. If I build out my management team uh, and my management roster, and I can plug them into those networks that were built as a byproduct of the podcast, audio, video editing. I know how to pull out highlights that are built for social right? Look at some, a publication like a platform like Bleacher Report. All they do is they bring the sports center top 10 concept to social media. They pull out the highlights, they post the highlights. They know what's shareable, they know what's uh, con- uh, comment worthy, engagement worthy, and they know, they know exactly how to grow and how to entertain on the social space. Learn how to do that. I learned product creation. I learned how to launch a product, right? I learned how to market a product. I learned how to create a really good offer to sell a product, right? An irresistible offer, so to speak, that that sweetens the deal. I learned copywriting for the website to sell. Um, I learned how to exchange value to gain mentors. Mentors and coaches are one of the most important things uh, that you can have in your life when it comes to exposure to new information. Um, and I learned confidence in my message. I got clearer on who I was speaking to and what I wanted to speak about. All right. So I went from just self-help and motivation and inspiration to now I'm in business development and I'm in self-help, self-improvement. I'm in marketing. All right. Um, in, in business concepts that entrepreneurial concepts that really excite me and that allow me to talk about what we're working on. So in, in complete retrospect, as I look back at it, you should begin to think about building a podcast for many, many reasons, but the essence of the podcast should be because it's truly something you want to do. It has to be in your heart and in your soul. If you want to share your message and you're being pulled towards it, I implore you to make that decision to go to bet on yourself. 
the capacity that's going to gr- be creating you as much as you're going to learn as a byproduct of it is going to be 100 X the, 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 the risk of you getting over imposter syndrome. And if you need help getting over imposter syndrome, shoot me a D, shoot me a DM on IG. I know exactly how to break you from it. I know exactly how to hop on a FaceTime with you and, and, uh, and, and, and get you over that hump because once you jump in, man, the ride is amazing. And, and, and the reasons that you should be spending your time building a platform to connect with other people and build your business and build your, your skill set. Um, I've already talked about for a, a, a large amount of time. So moving forward inside this podcast, this is going to be an audio experience for me to talk about um, what we're working on in our business, what we're excited about, pulling out lessons that we're learning along the way, marketing techniques, um, uh, consulting techniques, teaching you uh, about how we're developing our business, about what we're focusing on, about what's important to us, about what's happening in the market that we don't like and how we're correcting disruptive and innovative tactics. Uh, And I'm just going to share what we're doing uh, because you guys need to learn uh, some of these uh, concepts that, that I get the opportunity to learn to help you in your life. If you want to monetize your message, if you want to turn uh, your passion into your purpose and you want to create a profitable business around your passions, it can happen. And my story um, is, a, is, is proof of that. All right. So consider it. If you've got questions, Instagram at Wesley T Knight, shoot me a, a message. Let's have a convo. Would love to push it to a text convo or to a FaceTime chat. Would love to connect with you guys. Um, and, and like I said, moving forward, this is going to be an audio experience of me just kind of vlogging, talking about the things that I'm, uh, that I'm, I, I'm excited about, exposing what we're working on, giving you as much value as possible so you can take it. And you can run with it and you can grow that life, man, that you really want to live. You can grow it. It can happen. Um, And you have to be patient. But I promise you the long marathon mindset, the mastery mindset of knowing I'm not there yet. Um, And like Charlie says, it hadn't, it's already happened. I just haven't, uh, it just haven't, time hasn't caught up yet, right? It's already happened. Time hasn't caught up yet. I have to be bought into the mastery mindset. All right. Love all of you guys. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Uh, And we'll see you on the next episode. 